Let me ask you a question. When it comes to dieting or trying to get healthy, have you ever found yourself in one of these two categories, either perfectionistic or all or nothing? If you're anything like me and you happen to be a perfectionist, then you may believe that in order to be successful at a diet or to be successful at getting healthy or doing a plan, that you are going to need to be perfect. Or maybe you're an all or nothing girl where you're either 100% on a diet or you are 0% on a diet. When you're good, you're really, really good. But when you are bad, you are horrid. (laughs) So if we're to really dig deeper into all or nothing, we would actually find that perfectionism is at its root. So if you can kind of identify either of those. So if you like think about um, trying to get healthy or starting a new plan to get healthy or to or to lose weight. And you can see that in the past, you have been kind of all or nothing, or you've been kind of like, if I wasn't perfect, then I was a failure and I was down on myself, those types of things. Then this podcast is for you. Today, we're going to talk about why being perfect is not required to get healthy or to lose weight and how that all or nothing mentality is keeping you stuck. Listen, we've all been there. Maybe we've set unreal unrealistic goals. Maybe we followed a strict diet or pushed ourselves too hard only to find ourselves falling short and just giving up completely. That's where the all or nothing mentality comes in. And it is really keeping us from reaching our goals, especially for our health. So what if I told you that being perfect is not required in order to get healthy or to even lose weight? That's right. You heard me. Instead, the secret to success is found in what's called the 80-20 rule. In this episode, we're going to be diving into the 80-20 rule, what it is, what it isn't, and most importantly, I'm going to share with you how to apply it to your healthy, free life journey. But first, before we do that, before we talk about the 80-20 rule, which is going to be really, really important for you to, to learn and implement, we're going to talk about the dangers of perfectionism. Because if we continue going down the road of perfectionism, we're going to continue to fail time and time again and never reach our goals for our health or even in our life. Perfectionism and dieting can be extremely harmful, both physically and mentally. Here's how it can prevent you from being successful. So, and if you've ever dieted before, I want you to see if you've experienced any of these. First is stress and anxiety. Perfectionism can create unrealistic expectations and it's going to be this constant pressure to be perfect and it's just going to lead to stress and anxiety. And this is going to interfere with your body's ability to function optimally and even lead to health problems. So sometimes that stress over like, I'm going to mess up in your routine is going to actually do more harm theoretically than if you actually did mess up. So for instance, as you've heard us talk about in the past pot, in the past podcasts, that stress can actually cause hunger and cravings. And so it's almost like this, um, this vicious loop that you can find yourself in, right? You're like, you're, you try to be perfect with a diet, but that's too stressful. And so the stress creates cravings for food that you know you shouldn't have while you're on the diet. And then you give into those foods, which is just going to end up creating more stress and anxiety and going to lead to this more of this all or nothing mentality. Number two is restrictive behavior. So perfectionism can drive us to adopt these 
restrictive behaviors, such as skipping meals or cutting out our entire food groups. And this can lead to malnutrition and some other significant health issues and can also trigger binge eating. And so this often leads to a pattern of like this binge restrict, binge restrict, which can be in your day or we can we can do that within our week or within our year. So for example, I can be good all day, but then maybe I binge at night or I'm good Monday through Friday, but then I binge all weekend. And it's just what your brain knows, this binge restrict cycle and this all or nothing perfectionistic viewpoint of dieting and getting healthy is what can lead to this binge restrict place. Number three, unhealthy relationship with food. So perfectionism can cause you to view food as either good or bad and create an unhealthy relationship with food. And this is going to lead to feelings of guilt and shame, especially if we indulge on quote unquote bad foods. And it's going to result in a destructive cycle of restricting and binging. We're also going to experience lack of progress. So perfectionism can lead to an all or nothing approach to dieting. And you can then become discouraged if you don't see immediate and perfect results. Or if you don't execute that lunch perfectly, then you just throw in the towel and maybe say, I'll start again tomorrow. This can result in us quitting altogether and not making any progress towards our goals. And lastly, perfectionism can create an issue when it comes to sustainability. So perfectionism creates a rigid and unsustainable approach to dieting, making it more difficult for us to stick to healthy habits in the long term. And this is going to lead to burnout and a constant cycle of starting and stopping, making it really difficult to reach and maintain your health goals. So in short, Perfectionism and dieting is going to lead to a number of negative outcomes, making it really, really hard for us to reach and maintain our health goals. But by embracing a more flexible and balanced approach, less perfectionism, you're going to be more likely to be successful in your health and wellness journey. And that's where the 80-20 rule comes in. The 80-20 rule is simple and flexible. And when we apply it to our healthy eating and living, it's going to refer to the idea that 80% of the time we focus on eating nutritious, healthy foods and engaging in healthy habits while allowing for 20% of the time for intentional indulgences, less healthy choices, or quite frankly, mistakes and humanness. The goal of the 80-20 approach is to strike a balance between healthy habits and enjoying life rather than adopting this restrictive and perfectionistic approach to diet and health. In just a little bit, we're going to dive into how to apply the 80-20 rule to your life. But before we do, let's talk about some of the benefits of the 80-20 rule when it comes to eating and living healthy. First, it's going to balance your diet and nutrition. So by following the 80-20 rule, you're going to be able to balance your diet and nutrition, and you're gonna allow for moderation and indulgences while still focusing on overall healthy eating habits. It's also going to reduce that stress and anxiety. So where perfectionism creates stress and anxiety, this 80-20 rule is going to help to reduce it. So it's going to allow for you to be flexible and it's going to reduce that pressure to be perfect. This is going to help our emotional health. It's going to help our mental health and it's going to reduce any type of disordered eating behaviors that we have. And you're just going to be plain happier and healthier. And healthy eating and living should be enjoyable. The 80-20 rule also encourages healthy habits because it provides structure and helps to establish healthy habits, making it easier to maintain these habits in the long term. Listen, a diet doesn't do that. And that leads to the last benefit of the 80-20 rule. And that is that it promotes sustainability. 
the 80-20 rule allows for a flexible and sustainable approach to diet and health. It's going to reduce the likelihood of burnout or quitting. Because listen, if we want to be healthy for the rest of our lives, then we got to find a way to eat and live healthy that is sustainable for the rest of our lives. Can you kind of see how the 80-20 rule is going to be effective and sustainable approach to you eating and living healthy? So when you allow for the flexibility and the balance and heck, even a little joy, you're going to be able to focus on your overall health and wellness while still allowing for occasional intentional indulgences or skipping a healthy habit here or there. And most importantly, giving yourself grace when you mess up. So let's talk about what the 80-20 looks like. First, let me tell you what the 80-20 rule is not. I don't want you to sit there and say, Katrina says that I can eat 20% whatever I want. And so I'm going to have a bowl of ice cream every night. And that is my 20%. And I also don't want you to think that you can eat six days and be good six days. And then one day a week, eat whatever you want. That's kind of like the, the theory of cheat meals or cheat days. And I honestly hate cheat meals and cheat days. I hate the term. If you have to use those terms in order to motivate you to endure the way you are eating and li living the rest of your day or the rest of your week, then you need to understand that the diet plan you put yourself on is just not sustainable because it's not enjoyable. I will force myself to be good with the reward of being bad one day a week. Listen, eating and living God's way, like I teach inside the Healthy Free Life Academy, it is not a diet. It is a way of life. It's not a job to endure. And it is an enjoyable way of life. In fact, it's one of the things that I require our lifers to agree upon is we're going to find joy in this journey. I really don't want any more cheat days or cheat meals. Okay, so now that you kind of understand what it's not, let me kind of share what it is. And I just want to start with some examples from my own life so that you can begin to think about how you might apply this to your own. Here's what you need to know is I plan for 100%. I plan to reach my goals 100% every single week. So on Sundays, when I sit down to plan my week, for example, I will plan to lift four days a week and ride the stationary bike two times a week. And it's on my calendar every week. I plan out every dinner for the week. I also know that my goal is to hit 5,000 steps per day. It's my move habit goal. And I plan to walk on the treadmill every day after my Bible reading time. While I plan for 100%, I've learned the hard way that I will not be 100%, no matter how much trying or striving I do. Therefore, I do not strive for 100%. It's the striving and the mistaken belief that we can be perfect that gets us into trouble. So I plan for 100%. I commit the week to the Lord and I ask for his strength. Then I kind of put my seatbelt on because it's going to be a bumpy ride. There's a thing called life and there's a thing called humanness. So let's talk about then how it actually goes. Let me share some examples of the 80-20 rule in action in my own life from this very week that I'm recording this podcast. Okay, so there's going to be some examples of the unplanned 20% and examples of the planned 20%. Okay, so I had planned to do X, but my reality was Y. So I did not hit my goal of 100%. Okay, so here we go. Here's some examples. Let's take yesterday. 
My plan yesterday was that I was going to eat my my normal lunch, I was going to have a snack, and I was going to take my daughter in the afternoon to go shopping for a scholarship interview that she has this weekend. But the reality was, in the middle of the day, we got a call from my son who was at school, and he was sick with a fever and had chills and felt miserable. And so we had to go pick him up from school, bring him home, get him settled, get him some medication, help him to feel better. And that kind of interrupted the day, right? So sometimes our days just get interrupted. And so I ended up not eating my normal lunch. And then I went out with Ella shopping and I forgot to bring a snack. Usually I'll remember to throw like a protein bar in my bag, maybe a glass of a, a, um, a bottle of water, but I didn't do either of those things. So next thing you know, it's like six o'clock and both she and I are starving. So we ended up at Chick-fil-A so that we could just go grab a bite to eat and go back to shopping right? That wasn't in my plan. It just happened. Or let's just go back to last Saturday. So last Saturday, my plan, my menu plan was to make unstuffed cabbage roll for dinner. But here's the reality. Chris and I found ourselves out with an evening alone. Luke ended up being at an away basketball game. Ella was hanging out with her boyfriend. And we actually had to go into town, into our city that's near us. And we had to go pick up our groceries anyways. And so what do you do if you rarely do date nights and you find yourselves alone without kids in the city? Well, you go on a date. And you go to a restaurant that the kids don't really like or might not be willing to try. And it's like super yummy because we live near Asheville and Asheville, North Carolina is known for their restaurants. They have incredible food and I'm kind of a foodie. And so I'm like, we're going to an amazing restaurant. Let's go for a date night. Or how about this? This Tuesday, my plan was to lift to exercise with Chris at 9am. But here's the reality. 9am comes around and Chris suddenly realizes that the elder meeting that he thought was on Friday morning was actually Tuesday morning. Within 30 minutes, he had to be there. And so scratch goes our lifting. He goes off to his meeting. And guess what? I skipped Tuesday's workout. Now we did decide that we were going to move our workout to Wednesdays, but there's some weeks where if that happens, we just skip it all together. All right, let me give you another example. I was at a conference a few months ago and they provided lunch for us and breakfast for us every single day. And of course, I'm gonna, you know, there was definitely some healthy options there and I made healthy choices, um, choosing the best healthiest options that were there, right? But then here's the reality is that the four layer carrot cake showed up on the dessert table. And you gotta understand, is that carrot cake is one of my favorite cakes. And I don't get to have it very often. The reason being is carrot cake usually has nuts in it. And not just any nuts, it usually has walnuts in it. And walnuts and pecans are two of the nuts that my son is highly allergic to. So think EpiPen, he has a very severe nut allergy. And so we just don't ever get around those things. And carrot cake's one of my favorites and it shows up and my son is nowhere to be found because he's away. He's in North Carolina. I'm in Florida for this conference and I'm like, I just would like some cake. And so I intentionally made a choice. Now, here's what I did do is I asked somebody at the table if somebody wanted to split a piece with me and then we split a piece. And then guess what? I made a choice to only eat three bites. 
because I know I just wanted to taste it and experience it. I was already full. I from my from my lunch, I just wanted to experience the cake, right? That was an intentional choice that I made. Now, if carrot cake was a trigger food for me and I would want to face plant into the entire cake after eating a bite, then I would not have eaten it. Or if I know that that cake would have triggered me to go into a cycle of cravings and binging later in the, in the day or the next several weeks, then I would have made a choice not to eat it. So you've got to know your trigger foods. And for me, I knew I wouldn't be triggered, but I would feel deprived if I would have said no. And I really enjoyed that piece of cake. So those are some examples where I made a plan to be 100%. But the reality was on those specific occasions, I was not 100%. But when I looked back, when I zoomed back into my overall week, I was healthy 80% of the time. Does that make sense? Okay, so now let's talk about some examples of when I planned not to be 100%, okay? So here's an example. Friday night in the Sequenzia home is movie night and pizza night. It's been a tradition that we've had with the kids for a very, very long time. And so usually what happens is we make a frozen pizza, organic pizza for the kids. And then uh, Chris and I will have big salads or make some unstuffed cabbage roll. But I gotta be honest, pizza is a yummy thing and I enjoy it. And so I will have a small slice or two of frozen pizza. Now they're not the huge slices, right? They're like small. Um, and I'll just take sometimes even just a sliver just to have the taste of pizza to go along with my salad. That is an example of planning for 20%. Here's another example, Saturday nights. So sometimes we we will go out on a Saturday night as a family. It doesn't happen as often as it used to with the kids kind of going in various different ways these days. But um, I would plan for us to go out to eat on Saturday nights. It was a great break for me. I don't, you know, it's just nice to not always have to cook, things like that. And I'm a foodie. I love yummy food. And as I mentioned, Asheville, North Carolina is known for its food. And it is some of the yummiest um, in, in, I feel like, the country. And guess what? I want one of the, I want the yummiest thing on the menu. Now, if you eat out often, then, you know, several times a week, for instance, it, then you're going to have to begin to learn how to make healthy choices and, and to limit the extreme amount of calories that can end up on your plate. So for instance, I think Chris and I were looking at a menu for Cheesecake Factory and one of their dinners was like 2000 calories for a meal, right? Like if, if you're going to go out to places like Cheesecake Factory several times a week, and you eat 1,000 to 2,000 calories at a sitting, that's going to have a negative impact on your health, right? And so, you know, if that's you where you do eat out multiple times because that's the life uh, style that you've chosen, then you do begin to need to make healthy choices. But for me, if you're like me and you're like, I only go out like one time a month uh, because of various reasons, then when I go out to eat, I don't always pick the healthiest thing on the menu. I don't really care about calories. I'm looking for something yummy and enjoyable. One of the best things that I can find at that restaurant. Now, mind you, we do like to pick healthier restaurants when we go out to eat. So we're not like, you know, necessarily going to a fried chicken place to eat dinner or something like that. All right, let me leave you with the last example of a planned 20%. Okay, where I'm going to be planning to only hit a goal of 80%. So this weekend, for example, we're traveling for an overnight stay at Ella's possible college that she will be going to. So we are attending a dinner on Friday night and I will have no control over what I'm served. And I'm going to eat 
what's provided. It's actually a very important dinner for my daughter. And I don't want any eyes on us as to, oh, she's not eating X, Y, Z or, or what have you, right? I just want to be able to kind of blend in um, and not stand out. I'm also um, not planning to work out on Saturday, like I normally would plan for. And I will most likely not hit any of my movement goals, probably Friday or Saturday. And there's not going to be a lot of rest. In fact, it's probably going to be quite a stressful weekend because my daughter has a scholarship interview on Saturday. And guess what? We're probably going to hit a fast food restaurant on the four and a half hour drive home. But here's what you need to know. None of these planned or unplanned events derail my health. After Friday night pizza night, my Saturday is a healthy one. After we return from our trip on Saturday, my Sunday will be a healthy one. Now on occasion after traveling, like it can take me a couple days to get back, but it just, I just need a little bit of a transition time and I'm back on track. There's no all start Monday and there's no giving up on my healthy way of living. Why? Because healthy is who I am. I can be no other way. And because healthy is who I am, I know that if I hit 80% of my overall planned healthy tasks for the day or the week, I am still healthy. So how can you, you then begin to apply this into your life? Well, when I say I plan to be 100% with my health tasks and goals, it's 100% of my own personal goals. And I have been working on this for years. And so I might have a goal of working out four times a week or, or doing 5,000 steps, but I have worked my way to there right? I have started at baby steps where I was only like getting a thousand steps, 2000 steps at one point, right? And I've worked my way up to 5000 steps. Same thing with working out. I was an on again, off again exerciser. And I am now faithfully consistently at minimum getting about three times a week in every single week, which is awesome. But I still plan for four. And I still plan to get on the on the bike, but I'm not 100% there yet, right? So those are my personal goals, right? But what you need to be doing is being realistic with what your 100% to plan for is. So remember baby steps. It's one of our core concepts, our core philosophies at Healthy Free Life is baby steps. And so in episode number 16, Baby Steps, The Secret to a Healthy Lifestyle, if you've not checked that out, I definitely would recommend you do that. Often I'll have Uh, students come in and they're former former chronic dieters and they'll come into the academy and they just want to do everything. So they want to do all seven habits all at once and just go out of the gate as they would with maybe a form like a former diet. They want to do the meal plan. They want to walk for an hour a day. They want to start exercising. They want to start reading their Bibles in a year, like all the things. But that's not how our brain works. And that's not how the Healthy Free Life Academy is designed. And we need to remember that it's not only just baby steps, but it's there's also the right way and the wrong way to implement habits. So if you need a reminder about how to create healthy habits that last, episode 23 is where you want to go. Okay, so I need you to remember that your 100% needs to be a realistic 100%. Okay, so what I want you to do is maybe you can follow my pattern where you sit down on Sundays and you scratch out your plan. You make what are you going to eat for dinner every night? When are you going to do your um, maybe it's like your two minute warm up workout or when are you going to read your Bible? And if you're an academy member, just make sure that your habit tracker is prepped and ready for the week ahead so that you know what your goals are for your health and you want to create a plan to reach your goals. And maybe you can look and see on your calendar that you have something special in the next week, like a date night and plan where you want to go. 
And you can even look at the menu ahead of time and plan what you want to eat. And then what I want you to do is after you kind of create your plan and like these are the, this is what I want to try to accomplish and achieve this week. Then I want you to pray and I want you to ask for God's strength. Recognize that every healthy task, every healthy action that you engage in every day and and during your week is an opportunity to glorify God and bring glory to God. Whether, Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God, right? And remember that He, the Lord, does not require us to be perfect. He wants us to be holy. He wants us to live righteously, but we are only perfect before God because of Jesus Christ. None of our striving this week will make us perfect on our own. It will leave us defeated and ashamed. In Philippians 3, 12 through 15, Paul writes, not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised of God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let all of us who are mature think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this to you also. So listen, we got to forget what's behind us, right? And reach forward to what's ahead. I want you to revisit your plan every morning. Yesterday's gone. Today's a new day. His mercies are new. Revisit your plan every morning. What are your health goals for the day? What are your healthy actions for the day? And listen, it's going to take work, but because you've implemented habits the right way, you are able to easily complete the habit actions that you need to take today. But then guess what? Some days you do it and some days you don't. Some days you hit the mark and some days you miss the mark. Sometimes it is an intentional missing and sometimes it's unintentional. Here's the big thing. You've got to learn on those unintentional miss the mark days where you got to learn how to give yourself grace. You got to just forgive yourself, have self-compassion. You are doing the very best that you can. So give yourself grace, dust yourself off, repent if you need to, and recommit. Listen, a lifer understands that you are only one healthy action away from being back on track. You're only one glass of water, one meal, one good night's sleep away from being back on track with your health goals. You are still healthy. You're just a little off track and that is okay. And then here's an important part. We got to get to the end of the week and we got to evaluate what went well and celebrate and then what didn't go so well and create a plan for improvement. So we've got to sit down and evaluate the progress that we made. And we've got to not be so hard on ourselves because what we're going to want to do is we're going to want to focus on all the negative. It's how our brain is wired. 80% of the time, our brain wants to focus on the negative. All right. So we got to overcome that by focusing on, on the positive. Were you 1% better this week than last week? Were you a little bit better this month than you were last month? Did you hit your habit goal five out of seven days? For me, sometimes I just ask myself this question, am I better this year than I was last year? And oftentimes the answer is yes. And if your answer is yes, then amazing. You're doing great things for your health. You're a healthy woman or you're a healthy man. But if your answer is no to any of those questions, that like 
Maybe last week was terrible and you only hit things like 10% of the time. Forget 80%. You're like, Katrina, I was only 10% of the time. I only worked out once and I planned on six times, for instance. Listen, it's an opportunity to evaluate as to why and make a plan for how you're going to proceed. Okay, so maybe you've picked too big of a goal right? So your goal wasn't realistic. So for instance, the goal for our move habit, the ultimate goal where we're heading is 10 is seven to 10,000 steps a day. All right. That like to go from like 2,500, which is what I used to average to like 10,000. That's a huge leap. That's a, that's a big chunk of time that needs to be spent walking on the treadmill or walking outside and just moving around more. Right. And so I've got to begin to incorporate that in my life. So I have baby, my baby steps my way there. And I am now up to 5,000 steps as my goal. Right. But if I'm not hitting that goal every single day or or at least five out of the seven days a week, then I most likely have missed the mark with my habit. So maybe I've chosen too big of a goal, or maybe I have picked a wrong trigger and I've not created and established my habit plan the right way. So I'm not actually able to execute it and help my brain to execute that, right? So we're just gonna make sure that our goal was realistic. Maybe you've not implemented the habits the right way. So it's been, you know, it's just harder. Or maybe, honestly, you just had a really rough week. Maybe one of your kids was sick, or maybe there was a big, project do at work and you worked more than normal. Listen, we've got to just bring awareness and identify what's going on, right? We've got to assess. And then we need to make a plan going forward, right? Maybe that's a, a plan for improvement or may, maybe it's a plan for modification of our goals. So for instance, if you determine that your reason why you did not reach your goals for your health the past week, you didn't do all the things that you wanted to do or set out to plan to do, maybe it's because of an extra stressful week, right? So what we need to look forward to say, okay, is this coming week going to be just as stressful? Let's just be honest, right? And then what do I need to do this next week? So maybe if it's going to be extra stressful, maybe I just need to lower the bar a little bit and, and kind of do some survival habits instead of feeling like I got to do all the habits extremely well, right? And maybe we just need to modify or or make improvements to our plan. And so once we've identified the reason why, and we begin to say, okay, I'm just going to, you know, lower my expectations instead of working out three days, uh, four days a week. My realisms are, is I probably will only be able to do two days, two days a week this week. And that's a good enough plan for me under the stress that I'm under. And then what we do is we're like, okay, guess what? It's a new week. It's a new day. Let's try again, right? Faithfully, consistently, day in, day out, week in, week out. I'm telling you, you do this long enough and you will create that healthy, free life that you desire. Now, listen, I want to take a moment and I want to mention that 80% of this 80-20 rule, 80% may not be the right initial goal for you. Okay. So specifically, I want to talk to my all or nothing ladies. So I have a different initial goal for you. So often, if you find yourself in the all or nothing camp, it's like I'm a hundred percent 
or I'm 0%. (laughs) Like I mentioned earlier, it's like, when I'm good, I'm really, really good. But when I'm bad, I'm horrid, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? You're either on a diet or off a diet. When you're off a diet, you're you're like shooting yourself and you feel like you should be on a diet. And so you just feel all guilty and shameful. So then what do you do? You end up kind of like binging on things you shouldn't be eating. So I think about Deb and and her story that uh, we recently shared in podcast episode number 50, where she was just like, I would start a new diet on Monday. So every single Sunday I was in a habit of binging, right? So listen, we've got to begin to get to the place where we are no longer 0%, 100%, right? I'm 100% this week, I'm all on track and then we fall off because 100% is too much for us to handle. And so we go back to zero and we go 100, zero, 100, zero. And we cycle through this binge restrict, binge restrict, binge restrict in our life, right? We've got to get out of that place. And so here's your goal it's not 80%. Okay. It's not, it's not planning for hundred percent. I want you to, to, to plan for hundred percent, but your goal is 50. So I want you to plan for 50%, a hundred percent of the time. Let me repeat that. Your goal should be 50%, a hundred percent of the time, no more 0%. That means like you're hitting your goal 50% of the time this week. And that's better than hitting your goal hundred percent this week and 0% next. Do you see the difference? If you were 50% today, tomorrow, and the remainder of the year, would that, would you not end up at a better place than being a hundred and zero off and on, off and on, all or nothing? Yeah, I think so too. So remember 50%, hundred percent of the time is your goal. For those of you who are listening to this, and maybe you don't struggle with perfectionism, or maybe you don't have the all or nothing, but you've listened through to the end of this podcast and you're just like... I, Katrina, 80% seems like I am nowhere near being able to be 80%, but that's where I want you to remember what your 100% is, right? And so your 100% might be to eat God's glorious foods 25% of the time. Does that make sense? So you might not be eating God's glorious foods 80 to 90% of the time, but can you strive for a hundred, like you're not strive, but plan for eating God's glorious foods 25% of the time this week? right? Can we eat a healthy breakfast? Can we eat a healthy breakfast five out of the seven days this week? Six out of the seven days this week. Do you see? So you can plan for seven days a week, plan to eat a glorious breakfast seven days a week. But if you only hit it five or six times, that is winning. That's the 80% in, in uh, that you've actually hit 80%. Does that make sense? All right. So I just want to be really crystal clear on, again, that 80% is your reaching your unique personal goals. Okay. All right. So let's just conclude this thing. Let's just bring it home. I want you to remember that being perfect is not required in order to get healthy or to lose weight or to ditch disease or whatever your health goals are. The all or nothing mentality is what's keeping you stuck. The perfectionism that you're striving for is going to always constantly end you up in a place of defeat. But by embracing the 80-20 rule, you can achieve your health goals and lead a more balanced, more fulfilling, more joy-filled life. So listen, if you would love some help to getting started with this joy-filled life, this new way of eating and living, God's way, where it's simple and easy and it's full of joy and you enjoy the process of doing so, you can get started with our, our Healthy Free Life Starter Kit. You just need to go to kit.healthyfreelife.com. Again, kit.healthyfreelife.com. 
www.eatingandliving.com. In it, I outline the first five simple steps to get started with eating and living God's way. And now I will leave you with this reminder from the scripture I mentioned earlier in our episode in Philippians 3, where Paul says, I forget what is behind and I reach forward to what is ahead. I pursue as my goal the prize promised of God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Let us remember what we are striving for. Until next time, bye for now.